If you could clone Brett Favre and put him in all the positions on the field, and then you played against another team of clone Brett Favre, right. I, mean, I, mean, I think the universe would explode. I mean, I... Oh, he put the team on his back. No, let's go inside the mind of Greg Jennings. Aaron Rodgers is a bad man. Bad man! This is a really big show. It's only our third show, and man, we are coming out of the gate strong. This Thursday night, turn on the TV, and your Green Bay Packers are going to be kicking off not only their 2019 season, but the whole NFL season against the Chicago Bears on national TV. This is the first game of the Matt LaFleur era. What's going on with Aaron Rodgers? What's this offense going to look like? We have so many questions. We've been waiting for this since probably since the day Mike McCarthy got fired, if not earlier. What a big show we have for you today. My name's Andrew Kula. Welcome to the Yet Another Packers podcast. This is episode three, like I mentioned. My co-host, Evan Massey. How are you, Evan? I don't know about you. I'm super pumped up. It's going to be a big week. I'm ready to get it going. Let's see some real football, and let's beat the Bears. Let's let's go beat those Bears, man. It's been a long offseason if you've been around Green Bay or following the Packers. Uh, it seems like we've we've had every storyline in the books. Now all that matters is going out there and playing football. So that's very exciting. We do have a quick announcement before the show starts. This is also very exciting for us. Evan, I'm going to let you take it away, my man. Yeah, so we do have a bit of an announcement. We, uh, we're now officially a part of the Clutch Points Network. Um, if you haven't heard of Clutch Points, the website covers everything NBA, NFL, and a wide range of topics from other sports as well. It's just an honor to be connected to such an awesome platform. Um, we hope that you give them a follow along with us. Um, we're also planning to start doing two episodes a week, I believe, which is going to be a lot to do, but we're excited to bring you more content. Um, we appreciate everyone who tunes, tunes in with us, and we look forward to continue bringing you top-notch content. Yep, so uh, moving forward, uh, you can mostly expect an episode looking ahead to the game coming up, and then we will give you an episode breaking down the game forward. So two episodes a week. Like Evan said, that's a lot of work. We're called yet another Packers podcast because we know there's a lot of Packers podcasts out there, but we also know we're fans as well. We know that the more content, the better for you guys. So we're, we're dedicated to churning that out. Let's go to week one. Packers versus Bears. Soldier Field in Chicago. We already know it's a big game. I want to take a step back, Evan, and kind of look at this from... Uh, from a broad view first, what are your thoughts on this rivalry, man? Uh, I mean, a lot of people say it's the best there is uh, right up there with Michigan-Ohio State. Oh, it's without question the best rivalry in the NFL. I think the only one in sports to me that tops it is Duke-UNC. I think that's the only one that I can point to that's anything bigger than Bears-Packers. I mean, it means everything. It means everything to both fan bases. You know, both fan bases hate each other. Both teams hate each other. There's so much history between these two teams. I don't think I don't think there's anything else in the NFL that comes close. Even it's not like it's not like there's another two teams that have the hate that these two teams have. So I'm really excited to see the latest installment of it, um, and we'll see we'll see if the Packers can't come away with some bragging rights this year. And you know the the great part about this rivalry as well is uh, not just you know the fan bases and in the history between the two teams. I mean the fact that 
they've been around for so long and been playing against each other for so long. But just that that uh the fact that they know each other so well, it rarely ever is a blowout. There's always good games. Um and that that's kind of the hard part as a fan, right? You you can go into a game where the Packers are clearly the better team and you don't know that they're gonna win. And vice versa. I mean it, if the Bears, you know, everything we know about the Bears right now is they could be a very good team. Their defense is gonna look really good. Their offense is in sec in the second year under Matt Nagy and Mitch Trubisky is another year older, maybe another year wiser. We don't know. Either way, the Bears are coming off winning the division. They should, on paper, be the better team. But again, this is Bears versus Packers. You just never know how it's going to shake out. And that's what makes it so... There, there's so much anxiety surrounding this game. And you never know until the final whistle. No, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm just looking forward to seeing... I mean, you're looking at the Packers, too. I mean, the Bears may be the better team on paper. But you got a Matt LaFleur offense that Chicago's never seen. Honestly, nobody's ever seen it in full effect. Um, you saw a little bit in Tennessee, but he's got full reins to do whatever he wants, and he's got a superstar quarterback for the first time um, with him calling the plays. So it's exciting to see this, and, and Matt Nagy's a heck of a coach. Trubisky, I'm not sold on him yet, but he looked better last year. Um, and you're looking back at last year's matchups. Week one was insane. I don't think Packers fans are going to forget that game anytime soon with Rodgers coming back from a knee injury, leading them to a you know a fantastic finish. Um, I'm expecting some fireworks this week. I'm expecting a pretty pretty high-scoring game. And a lot of drama. So again, let's kind of stay from that uh, that top down view for just a minute. What's your favorite memory in this uh, in this rivalry? Oh, that's a tough decision. Um, if I had to go with one, it's actually kind of recent history. I'd probably I'd probably say the 2010 NFC Championship game. Um, you know, Green Bay went into that game with many doubting them at that point in time. They were kind of underdogs. They were able to pull off a hard-fought game against a bitter rival in the championship game to get to the Super Bowl. And then you couple that win over the Bears, and then you beat the Steelers in the Super Bowl. That's probably my favorite memory, although it's tough to pick that one. That playoff run in general, though, was just one of my fondest Packers memories. You know, you just you look at a team that was so unheralded, and they were just able to make a run, stick together, and some guys stepped up that nobody had heard of, and the Packers ended up winning a Super Bowl. Yeah. That's hard to argue. In fact, I'm gonna stick within that very same game, uh, and just be a little bit more specific. the The play that stands out to me is actually somewhat of a poor play on the Packers' part. It was when Rodgers threw that interception uh, to Brian Urlacher, and it looks like he's about to go straight ahead for a touchdown with nobody nobody to beat besides Rodgers, and Rodgers just hits him with that shoestring tackle, and that was such a turning point in the game. Uh, and to me, that's just one of the most iconic moments in the NFL, and specifically in this rivalry. I, I for some reason, I always think about that play. Uh, it shows even, you know, really showed how good Rodgers was that even in that poor moment, he was able to come up and make a game-altering play. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, I wish I could go back and watch that game in real time again. I had a heart attack, and then I had an absolute amazing feeling at the end of it that just lasted throughout the Super Bowl, and then obviously the championship topped it off. So one last question here, and then we'll dive into the specifics of this Thursday. Uh, do you have a, you know, I guess a favorite hated player, somebody, you know, a bear that just really grinded your gears that you just love to hate? I mean, you've already mentioned his name, Brian Erlacher, no question about it. Um, you hated the guy simply because he played for the Bears, but I mean, secretly though, you have to admire him the way he played the game. There is a guy on the current roster though that I absolutely despise, and that's Akeem Hicks. I I don't like him. He's extremely vocal. Um, it's time the Packers teach him a lesson this week, I feel like. Okay. 
I'm gonna stick to that same era, uh, actually a little bit to the 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 end of the Urlacher era, and of course it's our buddy Jay Cutler. It's a good one. Who at times what was a very very good quarterback, and at times he was the best player on the Packers team. Uh, so uh, just you know everything about him, his attitude at the time, he was cocky, arrogant. Uh, he had this thing about him where he it seemed like he couldn't care less, and for some reason it got underneath your skin. Uh, and at the end of the day, I do miss kind of him being around just so we could poke fun at him. So um, two very good players. Uh, there is a lot of respect, I think, between the Bears and Packers and even their fans. But this is not this is not the week to get too deep into that respect. This is all about the rivalry and hatred. So you, you started. Yeah. So you started talking about it a little bit. Uh, let's look ahead to this Thursday. I want to talk about first the Packers offense. and. You brought up a really good point that I didn't even think about. This is really the first time we're ever going to see this offense. You, you caught glimpses of it in Tennessee, like you mentioned, but completely different players. Uh, you know, LaFleur was playing with Marcus Mariota at that point. Now he's got Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones. I think Jimmy Graham's going to be a little bit of a revival type player this year. He's got a lot of really good pieces. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling is going to be out there. Geronimo Allison's going to be out there. Uh, and, of course, the offensive line, which looks like it could be really, really, really good. So let, let's kind of dive in into the offense. What do you think are some of the keys to offensive success against the Bears? I think, first and foremost, the Packers have to take care of the football. Chicago gets after the quarterback. They force turnovers. They were excellent last year. Uh, they lost Vic Fangio, which could be a big loss, but I think Chuck Pagano was a heck of a defensive coordinator. Um, I think Roger just has to take care of the football. Running backs have to be secure with the football. I also think you have to set up, you know, the pass um, with the run. Matt LaFleur loves establishing the run. They have to establish it early and often. Aaron Jones is the type of guy that can be a workhorse. He should have been last year. McCarthy, for some reason, didn't give him that opportunity. This year is Aaron Jones's year. He's going to get carries. He's not going to come off the field unless he's winded. He's got to set up the pass for Aaron Rodgers. And the offensive line has to be strong. Cleo Mack, Hicks, Roquan, Roquan Smith. The Bears defense as a whole just gets to the quarterback. We saw it last year. Um the line has to keep Rodgers upright, give him time to make plays, and most of all, keep him healthy. Yeah, that's probably key number one to this game is make sure Aaron Rodgers has time and stays upright. I'm going to put a lot of the responsibility of that on the running game. Uh, I wrote about it in a column for Clutch Sports. I think, uh, excuse me, Clutch Points. I think it's extremely important that Lafleur sticks to his calling card, and we know that that's running the football and using the run to to set up the pass and with all those players on the defensive side of the football that like getting after the quarterback, the best thing that the Packers can do early on in this game is use the run to set up the pass. So that's using Aaron Jones the way he's intended to be used, and that's often. And I think he can be healthy this year, so let's give him the rock and let him run the ball. He's got a great average. I mean, he's averaging like 5.5 yards per carry. So that's going to go down with more carries, but if, if he can still average 3.34 yards a carry – that's going to put Rodgers in a position where, one, the Bears don't know if the Packers are going to run or pass, so that opens up the play action. And then, two, that little split second of time of uh, indecisiveness from a guy like Khalil Mack can be all the difference in Rodgers making a big play or not. So everything we heard about this Matt Lafleur offense is the fact that they want to run the football. So let's get out there and do it. Uh, Rodgers is going to take his shots, so we know that, but let's make it a little bit easier for him. You know, Soften up that defense a little bit. Let's get the play action going. 
open up the tight ends. Like I said, I think Jimmy Graham is going to step up. He's going to be a player. Maybe he's not the Jimmy Graham of old, but he's a guy who can go out there and get seven yards at a time on a, up the middle. I think this all is going to come together, but it has to start with that running game. Oh, I agree 100%. You know, you look at a guy like Derrick Henry that LaFleur had last year. I think Aaron Jones is much more explosive. He's a better all-around running back. If you can do that with Derrick Henry, the sky's the limit for Aaron Jones. So absolutely set up the run, keep it going throughout the game, take some shots down the field on play action, and I think you're going to see a lot more quick passing than you have in years past. It's not going to be, oh, hey, wide receivers, go get open, find a way to get open. There's going to be ways to get these guys open. The offense is going to look a lot more smooth, a lot more precise, a lot quicker, and I think that fits Rodgers' mold a lot better. Yeah. And we saw a little bit of it this preseason. Uh, LaFleur was obviously playing his cards pretty close to the best, but uh, I'm thinking specifically about that Jay Sternberger touchdown uh, in the last game where they went play action and did run action hard to the right, and then Sternberger just kind of leaked out to the left. I expect to see a lot of tight end play in that regard to where maybe we're not looking at tight ends 20, 30 yards down the field, but if we can get a guy like Jimmy Graham open, he still has speed. And I think if they can package Sternberger in there, he, he can definitely make plays. And obviously there's big Robert Tanyan as well, who through the preseason seems like he's the real deal. He seems like he's a guy who can get, you know, 15, 17 yards down the field, make big catches. I've, I've talked a lot about the, the running game, uh, mentioned the tight ends. Uh, is there a specific player that you believe is going to kind of be an X factor for this offense? I think Aaron Rodgers is obviously the given, so let's not go with that. Who are you looking for to, to really step up and make a big big play? Well, you, you stole my thunder here. Um, Jimmy Graham is without question the X factor. Um, he's coming off of a disappointing season, but LaFleur's offense needs big performances from tight ends. Delaney Walker had a lot of success. Um, I mean, you know, you, even Johnny Smith, after Walker got hurt, he had some success. Graham is better than those guys. He's still an elite tight end if you get him involved. Now, he may not be the Jimmy Graham that can put up 80 catches, over 1,000 yards, 13 touchdowns. That's not him anymore. But I do feel like, as you mentioned, he's, he's still athletic. He's still fast. You start using him a little better. Don't ask him to go down the middle vertically. It's not going to work like it used to. Get him the football. Let him let him make some moves. Let him use his, his size. And uh, let's get him going a little bit. He's been adamant all offseason. He's talked about ready to bounce back. He's ready. He wants to prove himself in Green Bay. He wanted to play with Aaron Rodgers. That's why he signed. And I think you're going to see the connection that these two saw happening when he signed in Green Bay happen this season. Yeah. Hopefully he can stay healthy. That's going to be a big key for him. He did have that banged up hand or finger, I believe, in preseason. But uh, last uh, last word was that he was practicing uh, heading into this game. So uh, hopefully we have a big game from Graham. I'm going to call out Marquez Valdez-Scantling as well, MVS, as uh, he's – uh, well-known in the Green Bay uh, community. We've heard a lot about how he's taken the next step this offseason and um, how he's kind of ready to to step out and become that number two uh, to Devontae Adams. Um, now, we didn't really see much of that in, uh, in the preseason. Obviously, like I mentioned, LaFleur did not really want to show much of his offense, not barely showed any of his starting offense, but He's a guy who's big, tall, fast. He can stretch a defense vertically. Uh, he can get over the middle on a, on a crossing pattern, uh, a post, corner, whatever it may be. He can run all the routes, and I, I think he's got to be the guy 
who really steps up because it, it becomes really easy, especially for a defense like Chicago, to, to center and focus on Devontae Adams and then take away the middle of the field. Uh, but if you can open things back up with a guy like MVS, I think the sky's the limit for this offense. Anybody else, Evan, who you're really uh, looking in on uh, heading into this game? I mean, offensively, I mean, obviously we talked about Aaron Jones. I, I don't think you can stress that enough. As he goes, the offense is going to go. LaFleur loves running the football. Behind Aaron Jones, you got Jamal Williams and Dexter Williams. They're good running backs, but Jones has to get going. Aaron Jones didn't play a snap in the preseason. He didn't get reps. He's, he might be a little rusty coming out. Hopefully not, but he needs to get going early in this game for the Packers to get their offense rolling. A lot of talk about the Packers' offense heading into this game. I think most who are keyed into this team would tell you that the defense is going to win today for the Packers this season more often than not. And that's honestly kind of kind of a scary thought considering the past few years. But Brian Gutekind's general manager has done a great job really reinventing this defense and making it in the image of defensive coordinator Mike Pettin. So let's talk a little bit about the defense, Evan. What are you expecting, at least on, on a broad strokes for this season? What, what do you expect from this defense? I mean, I expect a lot of pressure on opposing quarterbacks. Um, Mike Pettin has the players that his system needs with the offseason overhaul that Goody brought in. you got guys like Darius Smith, Preston Smith. Um, those guys are new pass rushers that are kind of replacing in with the new, out with the old. Clay Matthews was not what he used to be. Nick Perry wasn't getting the job done, couldn't stay on the field healthy. These are two guys that are impact players. They're, they got paid big money, and they're going to prove that they were worth it. Uh, Kyler Fackrell's kind of been forgotten about this offseason. I really like him a lot. I think he's going to have a big role. And, of course, you got the first-round pick, Rashawn Gary. He's going to get some run. He's going to be going. He's going to be playing a different role. He's going to be playing different roles, as you mentioned, I think, last week. Um, you're going to see him as an edge rusher. You're going to see him stunts up the middle. You're going to see – sometimes I think you're going to see him on the line. Uh, he can be used in quite a few different ways with his size. Um, I also think Green Bay has a lot of potential to force turnovers. We haven't had that in a long time. In fact, there for a while, I think the only guy that was even a, a threat was HaHa Clinton Dix. That was a rough period of time for Packers defense. Um, if those pass rushers can put pressure on quarterbacks, the secondary is equipped to make those plays. You got Jair Alexander, Adrian Amos, Darnell Savage. All three of those guys are excellent playmakers. Obviously, Savage has to prove himself. He hasn't played an NFL snap yet, but he's got top-notch speed. He's got great instincts. He's very confident with his play. And then I think you mentioned Kevin King being an X-factor for the defense this year. Um, absolutely. He's got to get healthy. He's not going to have a full work workload this week. But as he gets more healthy and if he can stay healthy, that size and his ability to be physical with opposing receivers is going to be huge. And then obviously Josh Jackson is a great fourth corner there on that list. Um, you know, you're looking at a guy that made a lot of plays in college at Iowa. He hasn't he's had some issues with coverage, um, but I think he's still a guy that's more than capable of stepping up into a bigger role this season and forcing some turnovers as well. Let's kind of focus in a little bit on what the defense can do against the Bears. I think the the big thing, uh, and you mentioned it right at the top when you started talking about this unit, is quarterback pressure. Trubisky is heading into, I believe it's his third year, um, third or fourth year. Either way, this is kind of the year where he's expected to make that jump. Uh, he hasn't been crisp, though. I mean, uh, I went back last week and watched all of his interceptions from last year and the interesting thing about that was there were a few where he had pressure and uh, every quarterback is going to throw a pick under pressure I mean maybe outside of Rodgers and Brady even Brady threw a pick um, in, in the uh, in the playoffs last year so that's going to happen 
what was really interesting about a lot of Trubisky's interceptions from last season, though, was that there really wasn't a lot of pressure. He was getting good protection from his offensive line. He just was not incredibly accurate in his throws. So unless he takes a huge step forward this season, I, I don't think he's going to be the quarterback that most. Uh, I'm sure a lot of Bears fans are hoping that he will be. I know that a lot of them are still skeptical about him. So if you can take you know uh, Azarius Smith off the edge, and, and hit him a couple times. Even if you don't get a sack, you just start putting pressure on him. If you can get Rashawn Gary in there on a couple special packages on a third down and long, and just say, hey, man, go get the quarterback. Uh, you know you know that Mike Patton likes to to blitz his defensive back. So uh, may, you might not see a corner blitz right off the back, but I can guarantee you he's going to use athletic Darnell Savage down in the box at some point on a third down and just say, hey, listen, come off the edge and go get Mr. Biskey. I think that's going to be a key for this game is keeping Trubisky, uh, you know, keep his feet moving. And and if he's not set, he's going to throw an interception. And then, like you mentioned, you have a Jair Alexander out there who, for all intents and purposes, could be a pro bowler this year. You have a Kevin King who is healthy. Uh, reports out of Green Bay are that he is practicing. So for once, he is healthy. So you put those two out there, have him lock down the – down a wide receiver in one and two for the Bears and just get after the quarterback. I, I think that's really going to be the key for success for uh, the Packers against Chicago. I agree 100%. Absolutely. Everything starts with getting to the quarterback. You look at a, a team that really isn't going to run the football too effectively. Obviously, they have the rookie, David Montgomery. He's he's special. He's got talent. He's got potential. But I'm just not sure in his first NFL game that he's really going to be able to make that much of a difference um, Tariq Cohen doesn't really scare me on the ground. He scares me as a receiver out of the backfield. And that's a, that's, that's one of the guys that Mitch Trubisky is going to dump down to when there's pressure in his face. So the Packers have to keep him contained, but I'm not worried about Allen Robinson getting loose too terribly much. He's had a couple decent games, but I'm not scared of him. Taylor Gabriel's a guy to watch too. Packers can't let him get down the field vertically, but yeah, I mean, everything starts. If you get in Trubisky's face, you're going to, you're going to force turnovers. He's shown that time and time again, his arm's not the best. His, his mental game is not the best either. His decision-making is not the best. And quite frankly, he stares down his receivers quite a bit. So the Packers have great potential to force turnovers this week. So we, we talked a lot about um, you know the guys who are going to be getting after the pass rush. We, we mentioned Jair Alexander, who certainly deserves a mention. Talked about Kevin King a little bit. Do you have another player on this defense that you believe will be an X-factor in this game? Absolutely. I think it's Josh Jackson. And the reason I say that is because reports coming out of Green Bay have said that King will play, but he's not expected to be able to have a full workload, which means that you're going to look at a guy like Jackson to come in and play a little bit more than he will in week two, week three, once King's back at full health. I think Jackson's going to be thrown into the action immediately. He's more than capable of making plays, as I mentioned earlier. Um, but he struggled at times in coverage. You can't have blown coverages. You cannot give the Bears big chunks of yardage. You have to make them earn it. Jackson is that guy that I think can either make or break this game for the defense. I really like that point you you made. This is a team in the Chicago Bears who can beat you on defense, but unless something drastically changed out of Trubisky and everything that I've heard out of Chicago is that, no, he's still pretty inconsistent. Even with Matt Nagy as, as head coach and the guy who's really designed this offense, they're not going to beat you on offense. So you have to make them earn every single point that they put on the board. Don't give them any on the defensive side of the ball. That's what they were known for last year. I think we're going to see regression just off the fact that 
how are you going to do that again, especially with uh, your defense coordinator gone? And you lost Adrian Amos and Bryce Callahan. That, those are two really good guys from that defense last year. I stole your thunder earlier. You just stole mine. I want to give uh, a mention to Adrian Amos. I think he's going to be a big part of this game, uh, more so than haha Clinton Dix on the other side of the ball. Um, we did a little switcheroo there, and I, I think the Packers certainly came out as the winner. Uh, you're talking about a guy in Amos who does know this offense, uh, and everything we know about him, everything we've heard about him is that, yeah, he's not flashy. He's maybe not going to get 10 interceptions in a season, but he's a solid football player who's always in the right spot at the right time. So if you're looking for a player who's going to step up and make a big play for this Packers defense, I'm looking at him because he knows what to expect out of this uh, Chicago offense. He's read Mitch Trubisky a hundred times in practice when he was with Chicago. I think he's going to actually exceed expectations and he's going to be the flashy guy for the Packers. I love that prediction. Honestly, I hadn't even hadn't even thought about that, about him knowing the offense as well as he does. You're right, 100%. Amos has to step up, and he's got to actually be a major leader for this Packers secondary. With that knowledge of the offense, he needs to make sure that he's calling out the plays for his teammates. Hopefully, hopefully we're looking at a game where the Packers can shut down the Bears' offense 100%. It's going to be exciting to see how that shakes out. Let's give uh, – I don't want to put too much time into this because uh, that's not our job to talk about the Bears – uh, if you are a Packers fan out there who's just tuning in beginning of the season here, I mean, frankly, I've been there in the past where it's just like, oh, oh, the season's starting. Uh, Evan, who are the players that, uh, you know, just fans in general need to know on Chicago uh, while they're watching on Thursday? I mean, obviously everyone knows about Trubisky. That's, that's the biggest guy to watch. But David Montgomery is a rookie running back. Um, he's a guy to keep an eye on. He's got big-time potential. But right now he's, he's a guy that you should be able to keep contained if you're Green Bay. Uh, defensively, Roquan Smith is the X factor for the Bears. Everyone talks about Khalil Mack, but Smith is a big time threat for the Packers. Um, and of course, we really couldn't end this segment without talking about Clinton Dix. You mentioned him just a little bit ago, but I only have one one thing to say: expose him, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I'm sure Rodgers is uh, looking forward to uh, the games he's going to be able to play with Clinton Dix. That's a guy who, my gosh, I, I don't know what happened to him. He had so much potential. He he showed so much potential with. The, the Packers and it's just like he regressed game after game after game he started getting scared uh it seemed like to hit people uh, so it's gonna be exciting to see what this Packers offense can do to expose him I want to give a shout out to um not, uh, I keep saying shout out I, I don't want to shout out any of these guys they're Bears but I think that uh Trey Burton the uh tight end for the Bears he's kind of day-to-day right now with a mild growing strain uh he might end up playing I think he probably will end up playing um, you know, it'd be great for the Packers if he didn't, but he's been a guy who Mitch Brisky really does like, and um, he's been kind of a, a safety valve for them. So that's a guy to look out for. If he's not playing, that's a big win for the Packers. If he is playing, he's a guy um, that I would definitely key in on uh, if you're a defender on the Green Bay Packers. Really quick, Evan, we're going to start doing this every week. Want to have a quick look at uh, some of the fantasy players on Excuse me, they're all players, but uh, you know some of the the fantasy potential people on on this in this game. Uh, obviously, Aaron Rodgers is going to be a must play. Uh, he's a must play no matter what. He's your QB one uh, unless he's on a bye. You need to play Aaron Rodgers. I think that uh, uh, I actually I know that Aaron Jones has got a lot of play in the fantasy department. A lot of people are pretty high on him. Anybody else that you're thinking, okay, you gotta if he's you know if this player is on your bench, you gotta start him for this game. 
Well, I think Aaron Jones is actually one of the guys that you got to talk about because there's a lot of nerves playing up against, you know, the Chicago Bears defense with a guy that's kind of just going into his first year as the workhorse running back. Um, I would definitely play him. I think he's a safe running back two option. If, if he's your running back one, you might have a little bit of issues, but running back two, completely safe. Uh, Jimmy Graham is a guy that I wouldn't be too shy to play. Um, I think he might have a bigger game than a lot of people are expecting. Obviously, last year was extremely disappointing from a media perspective. I actually didn't mind his numbers too terribly much. The touchdowns weren't quite there. Everything else was not bad. Um, but I wouldn't shy away from playing him this week. Um, Marquez Vada-Scantling is definitely a guy that you would consider playing. Um, Bears are going to be focusing in on Devontae Adams, and I think MVS has a chance to make some big plays. I think he has a good game. Um, on the other side of things, I think the Bears have a few intriguing players as well. I think Allen Robinson is a guy that you might want to start. He's not going to go off for 20 fantasy points, but he might be able to be a safe bet as a wide receiver three, possibly flex. Um, and David Montgomery is a guy that you might want to throw in there. You might get a touchdown. You might pick up some yardage. Um, so that, those are the two guys from the Bears, I think, that you would want to play in this game. Yeah, my, thought, uh, my thoughts on Montgomery are until the Packers can prove that they can stop the run, which we haven't seen in a couple of years, uh, you, you might as well play him, and uh, I, I would take that chance. Though, as a Packers fan, obviously, I, I want to see them stop the run. Evan, I'm going to throw a curveball at you, man. Uh, we didn't talk about this. Just kind of a behind, behind-the-scenes things for everybody. We, we generally have a show rundown where we'll talk about, okay, this is what we want to do uh, for the show. Evan, you don't know about this, so I wanted to kind of catch you in a raw state as we talk about the beginning of this season. The Packers obviously kicking off at Chicago, but they have a lot of other games to play throughout the course of the year. So I just want to do a quick win or lose. And so we can kind of put you on record for what you think this season's going to end up looking like. Okay, let's do it. All right. So let's start off with this week at Chicago to kick off the season and the NFL season. What do you got? Uh, I think Green Bay wins this one. Yeah. I'm going to agree with you there. So we're 1-0. Wow, it doesn't get any easier. Uh, after playing in Soldier Field, the Packers will come back on September 15th. Uh, at least they'll be in Lambeau for a uh, 1 p.m. kickoff or 12 Central against Minnesota. What do you got there? It's a tough one, but I think at home at Lambeau, I'm going to say the Packers start 2-0. Maybe we're homers, but I'm going to agree with you there. Uh, so we're, we're 2-0. Up next would be the Denver Broncos, and whoever the heck, is it uh, freaking uh, Flacco, their quarterback, still? We going 3-0? I think it's 3-0. I'm really not too scared of Flacco. Yeah, I think Denver could eventually be something if they get a quarterback. I, I like Vic Fangio. I think he's going to really focus a lot on that defense. So I am a little bit concerned about that defense. But uh, right now in the NFL, uh, offense wins games. So let's go 3-0. Here's where I think the first loss is going to come in. This is a uh, wow. This is a Thursday night game. It's at Lambeau, but the Philadelphia Eagles are coming to town. What do you think, Evan? Unfortunately, I think that's where the first loss comes into play. I really like the Eagles this year. They're stacked. Um, it's going to be a good game. I think Green Bay hangs tough, but I think Philly takes it. Yeah, I'd love to go 4-0 there and imagine just how crazy it would be around the Packers, especially with all this bull crap regarding Aaron Rodgers and is he a good leader and Matt LaFleur and they look at each other weird so imagine they come out and go um, you know 4-0 I still think 3-1 will be a great start coaches always look at okay how do we win each quarter of the season so coming out 3-1 there would be really good coming up next will be a Sunday afternoon game at Dallas the Cowboys will they have Zeke we don't know what do you think 
That's a tough call. I think I think if Zeke plays, it's in Dallas with Zeke playing. I'm going to say Dallas takes that one. Um, that's really tough to call, though. Yeah. I think a lot of that will center around whether or not Zeke is playing. I don't think he's going to be playing. Uh, I think that, uh, that Jerry Jones has made it pretty clear that they're ready to hold out on him, and um, I, I don't think he's going to be playing. So with that in mind, I see the Packers coming away with a win there in Dallas. Up next is a game at Lambeau again. This can be Monday Night Football against those uh, pesky Detroit Lions. Green Bay all the way. I, I can never pick against the Packers against the Lions, even though the Lions do tend to give the Packers trouble at times. Up next, Oakland Raiders. Sunday, 1 p.m. kickoff. This is at Lambeau. Once again, going with Green Bay. I think Oakland's going to be better, uh, but there's a lot of issues there that I'm just not quite sure they're going to turn it around this year. Yeah. Everything I saw out of Oakland um, in this preseason is they're just not ready to, to go out there and win football games. Uh, Antonio Brown's going to be a good story. I don't know if they even believe in Derek Carr just yet, so uh, I'm not ready to go out there and uh, put them ahead of the Packers in this game. Here's where things get pretty interesting. Sunday night football at Kansas City. It's at Arrowhead Stadium. The Chiefs may be a Super Bowl contender. I have a hard time seeing Green Bay going in there and winning this game. I can't give them this one. I think Patrick Mahomes is going to have a massive game. I think it's going to be fun, though. I think it's going to be a major shootout between Rodgers and Mahomes, but I think Kansas City takes it. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and um, say that we're on the same page there. Wow, this is actually a really tough part of the schedule here. After Sunday night in Kansas City, the Packers are flying out to Los Angeles to uh, play the Chargers in uh, whatever stadium they play in nowadays. I think that they're actually going to go and win this. Uh, they're going to need a bounce-back win again after losing to Kansas City. The uh, Chargers have no home field advantage whatsoever. Aaron Rodgers will be playing in California. It'll be nice and sunny. We'll get to see LaFleur's offense really shine in this game. What do you think? I agree 100%, and I also don't think Melvin Gordon's going to be playing there at that point in time either. Either he's going to be traded or he's going to be holding out. Without him, that Chargers offense is just not as good. They they lost Tyrell Williams, too. Um, I'm going Green Bay. Okay, so here we go. We're coming up against Carolina. The game is going to be at home. What do you think? Bye week is coming up afterward. I think Green Bay takes that one, too. I, I, I like – the well, I don't like the Panthers, but I like what they've put together – but I just don't think they're quite good enough to go into Lambeau and win. Okay, so then bye week, and the Packers are heading out west again to play San Francisco. This is going to be a afternoon game in San Francisco. I I don't know what to expect out of the out of the 49ers this year, but I'm going to go with uh, Jimmy G does not live up to the hype, so I'm going to say the Packers win this one. I'm right there with you. I, I, I liked Jimmy G a couple years ago, but I've seen from him recently. It looks like a lot like regression. Uh, I'm taking Green Bay over San Francisco. Okay, so we've got another road game. This is against the New York football giants. Um, unless Daniel Jones becomes the, the second coming of Tom Brady, I don't see the Packers losing this one. No, that's Green Bay. I, I don't think they lose that game. Um, Let's see. Washington. Jeez, uh, Washington is a... Is a they're a garbage fire right now. I, again, I see another win here. Uh, I'm not big on Washington. I think by that point, Dwayne Haskins will probably be starting, though. Um, they've got some pieces there, but I don't think it's enough to beat Green Bay. Chicago Bears at home. God, it's it's always going to be weird. This is probably going to be 
either for you know the the NFC North or there's certainly going to be wild card implications on the line December fifteenth. I think the Packers are going to scoop the Bears. I, that's a tough call. Um, at home, I'll give the edge to the Packers, but that's going to be a really close game. Okay, two more games on the schedule here at Minnesota. This is a uh, Monday night game. I'm going to take the Vikings in this one. Okay. And to end the season at Ford Field in Detroit, Sunday, December 29th, Packers at Lions. I think there's going to be a lot on the line in this game. Uh, unless the Packers somehow wrapped up the division, I'm going to take the Packers. I just can't see them, you know, with everything going on in Detroit. I'm not sure Matt Patricia is going to be even the head coach at that point. I'm going to go with the Packers. Yeah, I'm taking the Packers in that game as well. Okay. So, I only saw losses at Kansas. <laughs> God, I'm such a homer. Only saw losses at Kansas City and against the Eagles. So, I, I see Matt LaFleur having a coach of the year type year apparently okay i like that i would love to see that happen i'm not sure that's gonna happen but i would like your prediction more than mine yeah and then you had them losing against kansas city against dallas uh against philadelphia there's another loss in there which one was it i believe that one was against the vikings on the road late in the season now again that dallas loss only happens if zeke plays if zeke does not play the Packers are winning that football game. Okay, so we'd be looking at a 12-4 and four season, which, again, is pretty damn good. Okay, well, let's see, man. I mean, clearly we are homers, so clearly we think that this Packers team is the next best in excellence sliced bread. Matt LaFleur is going to come out, prove everybody wrong. Aaron Rodgers is going to have an MVP season. I think that's what's going to have to happen if we end up with those records. Don't you agree? I, I think you're looking at that for sure, yes. I mean, we could be homers or... The Packers might just be that good. It might just be that good. Well, we're going to find out on Thursday just how good this Packers team is going to be. What's LaFleur's offense going to look like with Rodgers leading the way? My God, I mean, I'm so excited, man. I, what, leave me with something here because uh, I don't think I can wait these next two days. I was going to ask you the same question. I have no idea how I'm going to make it. So I guess we're just going to have to, like, you know, bring each other through the next two days together. I, don't, I have nothing for you. I was hoping you'd have something for me. Yeah. Well, we just have to wait and see. And uh, that's what this whole, since, I mean, since the day Mike McCarthy was fired, this has been a wait and see. We're literally so close, guys. We're so close. You can feel it in the air. You can taste it. We're about to see it. So for everybody out there listening, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, I think think that we're a lot like Green Bay, that we've had our ups and downs through the preseason but we are ready to hit our stride here like evan said uh, we're we're part of clutch points now we're so excited about that we're going to be coming at you with two episodes a week we're really excited about that give us a follow on twitter you can give us a follow at uh, packers underscore podcast listen we're on spotify we're on itunes we're on stitcher uh, i'm trying to figure out where I, I put us everywhere we're literally out there so go like us uh you know, leave us good comments, make us feel good about ourselves, because we're out here putting in work for you guys. Believe, believe me, we're getting paid a ton for this, but not as much as you think. So, Evan, say goodbye to everybody. All right, guys, we appreciate you listening. Come back after the game, after the Packers win, and we will have a recap for you. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. We'll be talking about one and up. See you guys.